Hello and welcome to Recorded Trend Audio Transmission Podcast. Dude, I totally butchered that. I yeah, meant that to say good, Wet Bandits Recorded Audio Transmission. Yeah, so... <laughs> this is the Wet Bandits from the year 5000 and they yeah. time traveled to have this podcast with us. That's right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um yeah, so I had a moment of panic as the theme song started playing, and I was like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, and that's why I butchered it. Also, you and I are playing a little bit hurt today. Hurt? Yeah, I'm hurt. Like, I'm sick as a dog. Sick as a dog. Just a just a cold. Yeah. Also, a fucking thing grew out of my head last night. Dude. Just kidding. No. I'm still a little bit sore. Yeah? From the top my of your scalp, head? My scalp's still peeling. Yeah. Dude, there's people outside. Dude, they're, they're like, they're gonna like, what I'm is going to have to call the FBI now. <laughs> well, oddly enough, that would play with the theme of the film. Not yeah. the theme, the plot. Um, anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'm Mike, and this is Sam. Yo. Yo. Wheezy and Slammy B. We are two-fifths of the 90s cover band, The Wet Bandits, and this is The Wet Bandits Podcast slash The Wet Bandits Recorded Audio Transmission for today. Uh, we cover 90s discographies. Um, we look at a band's full collection and we just like to look at how they evolve and what things we like and what things we don't, obviously. That, that's what most podcasts are about. It's just two dudes that know each other, like getting together and talking about stuff they like and stuff they don't. And hopefully people like to listen to it. I mean, it's not that much deeper than that, right? I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh huh. Um, I shouldn't say that. I listen to a lot of a few podcasts. Like when I get into something, I'm like, I got to hear all these. Yeah. You know, and generally what it always boils down to is I just like listening to the people. I don't care what they uh-huh. are talking about. Like their personalities are good, though. It's yeah. a lot less about with the exception of like a serial or something. Serial, like the story is good. And that's what? important. Serial, the podcast. Never heard it. Yes, you have. Like Adnan. Killing his girlfriend, hey? No. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, uh, you should listen to that, man. It's pretty good if you like true crime. Dude, I don't really get into that. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Um, they did another one. It's put on by NPR, right? Oh, like really? They, yeah, they, they like, sponsored it originally. Dude, um, I love NPR. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised you've, like, never heard of it. But they also did this one called Shit Town. You, I remember you talking about that one, dude. Shit Town is great. What well, did talk about the first epi- the first four eps are great, and that they're all good. But like the really interesting part is in the beginning. But I, d- I don't know if I want to tell you because it's a big spoiler. Do you, you want tell, me to tell you? Okay. Tell spoiler right alert for anyone who wants to listen to Shit Town. The the kind of main character who they're profiling, he kills himself in the middle of the series. He's like this really eccentric um, guy in Alabama. Um, like Hicktown, Alabama. Not uh-huh. not my description, his. And uh, he basically just um, 
he's just he's he's just a real interesting character. I don't know how else to say it. Like that among many of the very strange things he does, um, he he spent a lot of his money like helping this tattoo shop stay alive, even though he acts like he hates everyone there. Uh-huh. He kind of like bemoans the fact that everybody in his hometown like doesn't try to make something of themselves, but he also like try while he does that publicly privately he like tries to help them as much as possible or so it seems um he also is like an expert clock maker not not maker but like fixer yeah like he can fix these antique clocks that like most people have no idea how to do anything with and he's just like this he's very intelligent but he's like he's also just like another alabama hillbilly or whatever Uh oh and he has a bunch of tattoos himself Hmm. like even though he talks about what a waste these people are like getting all these tattoos when they could be making something of themselves he has his own like full maybe he like realized yeah i don't know but it's really interesting these people know man yeah so anyway that was our uh episode on shit town (laughs) the podcast just kidding we are um well we're not done with housekeeping yet because you know what you got to do if you're listening to this look if you've made it in in which order five thirty you're we're five thirty deep right now you better be subscribing. You better be rating, and you could review if you like. Yeah, definitely any those new, first two. Any new, dude? I forgot to look again. But hopefully that just means like yeah. Hopefully they're building I, there's up. like a backlog. Yeah. I'll tell you what is building up. Listens. Hell yeah. I don't know if this is good or bad, but the Fear Inoculum episode officially has more downloads and plays than any single month. Mm-hmm. of episodes we've ever done wow and any singular episode oh, wow. and any and more than any singular episode ever that we've done not ever in the history of podcasting <laughs> so can people like search fear inoculum and that will come up for sure okay well because i tagged it oh. like, you know we, I, I always tagged the the name of the album and yeah. stuff but um so that that says a lot like that episode alone has done more in nine days Wait, no, because it was only out on the second. So more in seven days than we've ever done with all our episodes in a whole month. Like, that's kind of embarrassing, but also neat. Yeah. Um, and forget, forget, take take the month part out. Like, you know, because, for example, our Boy Named Goo episode has been out in the airwaves for over a year. Uh-huh. It has already had more plays and downloads than any episode we've had, even those that have been out for over a year. So... People were into Tool. The reason I was saying, oh, it's kind of good and bad, besides the fact that, like, that might mean something that it overtook them so easily. But it's also, like, I, I was worried about that episode. Full disclosure, when we when we got done recording, you texted me and were like, what'd you think? And I was like, I don't know, man. Because there was so, excuse me, there's <laughs> there's so much to digest Yeah. that I felt like we kind of just got up here and were like, yeah, so here's this song. And here's this song. And, like, there's just too much. Like, yeah. even now, I, I wouldn't be able to talk for a real long time about every song. And You still got it in your car? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I didn't listen to what we're talking about today in the car at all. I listened to it all at work. Really? Same. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about We'll get to that in a minute. Um, because we're still not done. We're still not done with all the housekeeping, man. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we, we do a lot of announcements and social media stuff on Instagram. It's at Wet Bandits Band, um, same with Twitter and Facebook. So Wet Bandits Band, even though we're a podcast, uh, we have the band too, and they got the 
the band was together before the podcast, and so uh, they got all the in, uh, the uh, social media uh, yeah. names. Yep. Um, lastly, and this will come into play later, don't forget to hashtag Richard Patrick and Human Clay Not Gourmet and Thumbs Down to the Ground and Climax of the Song, Climax of Your Dong, hashtag five high fives, get us a producer, five stars only. Is it get us a producer, is that from the last one? Uh, no. Get Us a Producer was one that wasn't from a series. It was probably from like the 10th time that I forgot to hit record. Oh, yeah. Another reason. Another reason we need a producer is for those times where like, I told you I'm sick. Like if I cough or I have to like sneeze or something, Uh we don't have like a punch button. Like everybody's just going to hear it. Yeah. I mean, I'll try to hit this mute button, but there's like a lot of buttons up here. Uh It that could be dangerous. I could ruin everything. It's probably better just to sneeze directly into my microphone. Yeah. Because I, I can feel it. The cold's moving down into my chest now. Dude, do you need a karate chop in the chest? No. I don't think so. Maybe later. All right. If things get bad, that'll like, be like the last like resort. how bad? Uh, like if, you, if like my voice dying. starts to like crackle, like, uh, and you can like hear the f- congestion in my uh-huh. chest, just like karate chop me. All right. All right. Watch out for the laptop screen, though. My oh, daughter hit me in the face with a bucket yesterday. Uh. Yeah. My daughter is too... She was like, Daddy, fall down. And so we did the, we were falling down and she fell down and she had this bucket in her hand and she <laughs> flung it right in my face. It was an accident. And I wasn't mad, but uh-huh. it did hurt. And I was like, ow. And she could tell, I don't know what my reaction was, but she could tell that it hurt. And she said, Sorry, Daddy, which she's never said that before. Uh-huh. I was like, That's pretty cute. Uh-huh. She's like, Oh, poor Daddy. That's pretty cute, too. Anyway, enough about my child. Let's go. What are we talking about today? Well, this is our palate cleanser episode. Season three's theme is soundtracks. Um, and today, if you can't guess it from these things that grew out of our head overnight, dude, today we're covering the Conehead soundtrack. Things are a little muffled in the headphones. They because, are. Because yeah. we also grew like second, a second set of ears. A second oh. set of ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> a third hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A uh, second set of ear holes. Right over our regular ears, and they don't hear as well as our regular yeah. ears. So that is a that's a cone head like um, de evolution. Like that, they're not as advanced as us in hearing. But maybe we could hear like further away. Yeah. Like, well, it could be. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It is kind of like underwater. You know how yeah. like underwater like is muffled, but you feel like you can hear things from. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is kind of like that. Yeah. Anyway, Coneheads soundtrack. Coneheads was a uh, one of those. I feel like there were a lot less Saturday Night Live movies coming out now. Although I could be wrong about that because I don't watch Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. But in the early mid '90s, there were a lot of like of there seemed like there were a lot of movies coming out based on Saturday Night Live skits. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. So like Wayne's World, uh, Coneheads. Obviously, there was. This might not have been late '90s. Actually, I don't think it was. But um, the Ladies Man, Tim Meadows. Um, that's a good one. I mean, he, that was a good character on Saturday Night Live. The movie was terrible. Um, but you know, those are just a few examples. Uh, what Coneheads came out on July, I'm sorry, the soundtrack. I'm not sure what day the Mm. movie came out on because we don't care about the movie really. July 20th, 1993 is the date we're concerned with. Number one billboard song on July 20th, 1993, some song called Week by SWV. Huh. You know that song? No. I don't either. I, I, and I don't care to know. 
Yeah. Right? Like, I could bring it up on YouTube. We have the power of the internets here. We could probably, like, you know, get it with our cone head, you know? Like, uh, like antenna. That, that's probably, like, a thing that they have. Um, but we don't. And so you won't, you're going to have to look up what week by SWV sounds like yeah. on your own. Number and one. Put it in the comments. Yeah. Try put to it, describe it to yeah, us. Yeah, please do. Number one mainstream rock song that week, Crying by Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. I was crying. Yeah, that's a good you song. You know that song. Yeah, it's fine. One of the Alicia Silverstone uh, videos. You know. Don't know. Do you know who that is? No. Nope. Have you ever seen Clueless? Nope. Have you ever seen Batman and Robin? Which one? Uh, that the one that's titled Batman and Robin, the George Clooney one. Oh yeah, she is that the is one with Ivy. Yes, po- yes, and she's Batgirl. That's oh. Alicia Silverstone. So Sam, when you're bo- what year were you born? Ninety four. When you were born in ninety four, you know Alicia Silverstone more from Batman and Robin than you do from Clueless or the Aerosmith videos. That's the truth. Is she in a lot of Aerosmith videos? She was it. They released, and I'm going to get this wrong because I'm not a huge Aerosmith fan, but they did Crying and Amazing, Amazing and yeah. Crying. And then I think there's a third one, but they did a, like a trio of videos where the stars were Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler. Oh. And so the and you know, as the like sex pots or whatever, um, which is odd that Steven yeah. Tyler's daughter's in the video. But, um, but anyway, yeah, they were kind of well-known. Number one album that week was Zuropa from U2. I don't know that one. Dude, I don't either. And I looked up the songs, and I don't know a single song from Europa. They were probably, like, so big that, like, immediately just a... Like, the Stones. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've Mm -hmm. been around for a long time, and they're like... Any album just... Well, and U2 had had albums and songs that I knew after that. Oh, yeah. And, And this, I do know, actually, from listening to one of my favorite podcasts... Um, that this tour, the the inspiration for this album came from this Zeropa tour or whatever they were calling it, something like that. I might be getting that wrong too, but they did a lot of experimentation on the tour where like, where Bono would play like different characters. Mm-hmm. Like he was Mephisto or something in one where he's like the devil. And then he was the, the fly in one. And that's where th- those like trademark, like big bug glasses he would wear. He oh, would wear those yeah. as that bug character. And he would do like jerky boys stuff. Like he would like call the White House on from he would at the show would like call the White House, maybe not the White House, yeah. but he'd call famous people and be like, "Can I get 30 double cheeseburgers or whatever?" Like it's kind of a weird thing, right? Yeah. So, anyway, uh weird tour, probably a weird album because I mean, I don't want to say I I'm not a U2 fan, so it's not fair mm-hmm. to be like, well, I don't know any of these songs, so it probably it wasn't sucks, very good. Dude. But, but I mean, for real, I've never heard, I had never heard of any of them. So sounds like I'm, I would be interested into it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we might, we might look at some U2 stuff at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably the, at one time, definitely the biggest band in the world. Yeah. So probably appropriate. Anyway, Coneheads, not the biggest album in the world. Or band. Or band or pro- movie. <laughs> um, I did watch the movie. Uh, Actually, I, I kind of watched it a time I've and a half. I've never seen it. Dude, it sucked. That I saw the ratings weren't very good. No. Isn't there like a second one? Oh, really? I Well, I didn't know that. Let's. I'm going to Google it. Coneheads 2. Return of the Cone. Dude. That's one of the things about this movie, man. Um, so 
I kind of made a point. Oh my god! And Cameron Diaz is in it. It's all this. Oh no, that's the original poster right there. This is great radio. When you like, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure there is a Coneheads too. Yeah, may- maybe I've lied. Uh, my Conehead isn't working so well. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think this was like a clickbait thing, this Cameron Diaz picture, because it's like Conehead sequel <laughs> yeah. in the works, and her, she's got her head shaved. Um, so anyway, Coneheads, um, not not good. Um, what were we saying right before that? I don't know. Oh man. Um, well, I've just seen it, bro. You hadn't seen it, and I watched it like one and a half times. <laughs> Did you hear that wheeze in my... Yeah. That's why they call me Wheezy, man. Do you need a karate chop, dude? No, not yet. Coneheads, like I said, it was a Saturday Night Live like skit. And the uh, reason I opened the podcast the way I did and was supposed to... I got, I got it all backwards, but I called the podcast a, uh, a pre-recorded audio transmission or whatever. Yeah. Like, to me... The joke of Coneheads that's supposed to be hilarious, besides the fact that their heads are cones, yeah. is that they say things weirdly, uh-huh. right? Like, they take normal things. They speak English, but the way you can tell, like, if you were in a dark room and couldn't see anything, the way you could tell that you were with a conehead and not a regular human being is they would call, like, an oven a mass quantities cooker or whatever. <laughs> like... Basically, they're like, what these people are is just a way less efficient speaking yeah. race than uh-huh. all of Earth. That's the funny joke. Um, there's also a lot of stop motion stuff with the Coneheads in the beginning of the movie where, and where like, you know, they'd eat a whole sub. In fact, this was one of the main draws of the, of the commercial that I remember is the girl, the, like, teenage conehead, she's, like, sitting there, and she eats a foot-long sub in, like, five bites. But it's all stop motion, <laughs> so you can tell, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, like, pause, 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 as she, like, as her hand, like, basically, like, shoves this whole sub down her throat. Um, but they do a lot of that in the beginning, like, when, okay, Dan Aykroyd's cal- character is named Beldar, right? Uh-huh. So when Beldar is, like, do, like, he's got a job at a, car mechanic he's a car mechanic or whatever he can just do things incredibly fast but of course it's all stop motion but there's even stuff where he's just walking and it's stop motion and i think you're supposed to think like what a weird alien look how he's walking uh it's just like he's walking faster and jerkier yeah it i do so i don't that movie's probably so cheap to make Oh yeah, they're just like, dude. But the cast is star-studded. Oh yeah. Now, granted, it was a lot of Saturday Night Live people, uh-huh. but there were it was full of people that I knew. Yeah. Which w- was another kind of like weird thing about it, but it it is light on jokes. Like, I, my wife, <laughs> she when I asked, I asked her, I was like, "Have you ever seen Coneheads?" And she was like. Yeah, we used to watch it all the time. It does feel like one of those movies that when I was 12 years old, I might have watched a lot uh-huh. and probably thought was funny. But but Saturday Night Live is not a kid's show. <laughs> so, like, why is this movie... I mean, I know why you would make a movie and cater it towards younger people, because you make more money if it is funny to everyone. But, mm. like, there was just so little that... Like, the only jokes are about how they talk funny and about how they can kind of do, like, pseudo-amazing things. Yeah. Like, Beldar, for some reason, has super strength. Like, at one point, he lifts a car up. 
and he has like five rows of teeth. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's a plot point as well that we'll talk about. But other than that, they just say things in a stupid way. Okay, we'll get to it. So, Conehead. Are, well, are they from like a certain planet or something? They are from Remulac. Pol- I think. Does that like stand for something? No, I don't think so. So here's a quick... we. L- I like to go through the plot because what's the point of doing soundtracks if you're not trying to figure yeah. out how the soundtrack plays into the movie? And this one actually, like a lot of soundtracks, and we've said this before, there are some songs that are in the soundtrack that like you hear for literally three seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you recognize yeah. it, but it's not. It's just there to so it's not empty sounding. Yeah. Right? But there are a lot of songs in here that actually play a role in the movie. So um, Play it, dude. Play what? Play it. What's what's the first song? Well, I can't remember unless I'm. I'm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the plot of the movie, uh, and then as the songs come up, I'll be like, okay, so here's where this happens. So, the fir- the the way this movie starts, Beldar and his wife Primat. I don't know how to say her name. That's how closely I paid attention. But Beldar and his wife. <laughs> Beldar and his wife. Beldar and his wife. This is a. We are allies here. We respect and uh cherish women but i can't remember the lady's name uh-huh. it's <laughs> beldar and his wife um beldar and his wife um they are on a mission to earth something happens like they have fall out of the sky or whatever and they are they're left on earth mm-hmm. they're abandoned and we, they find out that they won't be able to be rescued for seven you know made up word for years they speak everything in english but they have a different word for years than we do but you're supposed to get the idea that it's a long time, mm-hmm. okay? Um, hence, Bildar has to get a job, blah, 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 blah. By and by, they get a little bit... Um, they, they start to, like, work themselves into American culture. And there is... There's also... He's not FBI. This is why I said that the FBI coming by would be sort of topical. Uh-huh. There's, like, a... a employment office agent like a immigrations officer that's what he's an immigrant i think he's an immigrations officer that dude that is one thing about this movie that is very topical and i Uh was shocked the asshole villain is basically like he the whole his whole purpose in the movie is to make sure that no immigrants come to america Uh which i thought was really like i was surprised because it was 1993 those were like different times Right, yeah. but even you know you there. Are, this is one thing that conservatives he like to throw stuff. out. That right, yeah. right. Like there was talk about we have to secure our borders, but this uh, guy was definitely we have to secure our borders. Yeah, the well, Michael <laughs> uh, McKeon's yeah, character yeah. is is saying like really trying to keep any immigrants out yeah. for any reason. So anyway, that's that's he he obviously is not a big fan of alien immigrants, and he doesn't know they're aliens yet. I don't think. But anyway, that's not really the point. He knows that they're not supposed to be there. Uh-huh. And so he's after them. So Beldar gets these jobs. He's a mechanic and Sinbad's his boss. And that lasts like five minutes. And then he's a taxi driver in a bit of maybe racism. I mean, I don't know. He's Part of it, I guess, is the fact that he has a cone head. And if you are a taxi driver who wears a, who wears a turban, it kind of covers your cone. But it doesn't. That's uh-huh. part of the joke. Is the cone actually comes out yeah. the top of the turban a little bit? But they're listening to uh, songs like this. 
This one's your favorite? Yeah. enough that I should keep playing it. We'll talk alien over this. Welcome to our planet. <laughs> we, we come from France. <laughs> That's like one of their favorite jokes to say is we come from France. Um, so anyway, you get the idea. It's like a dance beat yeah. slash Indian thing. Yeah. So that was my favorite. Ha ha ha. They're Indians. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ha ha ha. He's a taxi driver, so he's got to be Indian or whatever, right? <laughs> That's a, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that landed with a thud. <laughs> Meanwhile, Beldar has gotten his wifey pregnant. Oh, and um, oh, Beldar, yeah, ooh la la. <laughs> um, so she's pregnant. She's gonna have a little cone. The they they call them cones. Like a baby cone head person is a cone, which is also odd to me. Like they're when not. I was a young cone. Seriously, <laughs> th- I mean they're not cone. They're not cones. They have cone heads. Yeah. They have, like they're not shaped like a cone. They've got arms and legs and stuff. Anyway, but she's like, I am with cone. Like I think that's supposed to be hilarious, uh-huh. and it's just like that's stupid. Um, got us talking about though. Yeah, it did D- deep thoughts. So. Anyway, um, Builder has to leave his job because her her water breaks, and of course it's like a volcanic eruption of <laughs> water. Like that's another joke. Is like when her water breaks, like it breaks to the max. Uh-huh. Like an ocean falls out of her, you know, her baby canal is what they you know her cone canal or whatever they would call it. They actually do call uh, giving birth. They call it a birthing spasm. Birthing so, spasm. Yeah, it's not going into labor. She's gonna have a birthing spasm spasm or something see what i mean though it's like not anyway not great so they give birth to a baby Uh um that baby is played by michelle burke when she gets older michelle burke even as a conehead little cutie yeah she was in dazed and confused um but she was also in this and i guess like didn't get famous Mm -hmm. but you know she pulls it off like she's got a cone she's bald she's got a cone head but she's still cute you know, not bad. Chris Farley ends up trying to make out with it later. <laughs> um, Is that who plays Beldar? No, no. Chris Farley oh. plays Connie's boyfriend. Uh. Oh, yeah. Her name is Connie. <laughs> Connie Conehead, right? Connie the Cone. CC. Yeah, CC. Connie Conehead. And his name is Ronnie Conehead. Oh, man. And I think... I, I think R-C. they... RC. Ca- wow. Yeah, I think... Well, his last name isn't Conehead, I guess. But he's Ronnie. Ronnie and Connie. And... I mean, I want to do a little film analysis here. I think the reason they picked Chris Farley is because he's fat, and that is the ob- opposite of pointy. Oh. Like, round uh-huh. is the opposite of pointy. I mean, r- round is the opposite of straight, or skin. Fat is the opposite of skinny. Mm. But round, is that the opposite? Dull is the opposite of pointy? Yeah, dull. And uh, you could describe Chris Farley as dull in shape, I suppose. Dude, Chris Farley's the man, dude. I know. He, he's also blunt. Yeah. That's another, like a blunt force. <laughs> you don't stab with a Chris Farley. You 
you ram ram with a ram the castle doors correct down dude so when uh when that happens so they give birth to this baby and then there's a like a little montage to show us that time has gone by and uh you get oh no oh no where's the song you know what i i had this playlist pulled up um and the song i wanted isn't here so i got to I got to play it here. So this is the song that's playing in the, during that little montage. A little Paul Simon for you. Is this a legit song? When I yeah, man. Back on all the crap I learned in high school It's a wonder I can think at all And when my life Yeah, you know this song. Um, dude, this is a little sacrilegious, but I'm I'm not like a big Paul Simon fan. Yeah, am I? I could take him over leave him. Yeah, there are some songs by Simon Garfunkel that I like. Yeah, but I'm just not into Paul Simon that much, including this song. It's okay. It's like the perfect kind of like family growing together montage song that they all play like instruments and like no 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 but there's a lot of like pictures and it's called kodachrome which was um i think it was like a made by kodak and and it was like it was like a i keep wanting to say brand but it was like a a branch of their photography that it was a type of film that's what i'm looking for so and i think it might have been like the first color Hmm. film this part of the song is about like you know, you can leave your black and white. Like, I want the colors in my Kodachrome or whatever. Um, I might, I probably have that wrong a little bit too, but that's the gist of it, right? Um, song's okay. Perfect sort of stupid uh, montage song for like the family growing up because you gotta have 16 or so years pass so that Connie Conehead can be, you know, an yeah. adolescent girl. Um, shortly thereafter, um, she ends up, uh, she ends up meeting. Uh, Ronnie at a he's a mechanic a high school car mechanic um and you know they have a little bit of they have a romance but I forgot one part once you once Connie is uh you know once you realize oh she's 16 or whatever now then Beldar has to take her and her friends to school and that's that's where you get uh this little number oh yeah what happens here during we all know tainted love uh-huh. we've all been to an 80s party before um this is the song they're like scrolling through the songs on uh on beldar's radio uh-huh. and then they come to this one and the girls are all excited about it which i think is weird this this movie ostensibly takes place in 1993 i think it's supposed to be present day mm-hmm. this song is why are these girls so excited for this song that came out like when they were five or whatever. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think teenage girls are more apt to like the pop music that like they're listening that was current then. Like what? I don't know. Something else. It smells like teen spirit. I don't know. As uh SWV's uh what did I what was the number one song back then? Sweat. Oh yeah. Weak. <laughs> Weak. Yeah. Weak. Yeah, that song. 
Um, you like Tainted Love? No. I don't like it either, but that is an undeniably good hook. Yeah. Like the no. sound, it, you the hear synthesizer. It yep, you do. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's that song. Um, not really. Not really. I always thought the uh, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age could cover that song really well. Oh yeah. You know, like that way he sings. Yes. You know yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, he does sound you like that. Should do it in like a creepy way. Yeah, you're right. That would be good. Yeah. You know who else? Uh, Fiona a- Fiona Apple would do that song well. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Um, you'd know her song if you heard it, but we yeah. we won't get into it right now. Um, so those those were some obvious ones that were in the song, uh, or songs that were in the movie. The other really obvious one, and probably the most famous original that came out of this. Um, is part of the reason, well, really the only reason we're doing this soundtrack. And that that is Soul to Squeeze from Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is kind of the love song between Ronnie and Connie. Like whenever they're together, this is the song that's playing. You think this is a top 25 Chili Peppers song? Definitely. Top 15? Top 10. Top sure. 10. That was going to be my next one. Maybe. You think that's where it stops? Yeah, because like the top five, like this is a song that is like borderline fan favorite, borderline in the mainstream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people forget about this song and then they listen to it, but they love it. Yeah. You know, it's almost like that's the beautiful thing about that song. Is Dude. Like, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, I, I don't have anything else to say. That, I think the same thing. Sorry for the hard stop there, but um, like even just that intro, like mm-hmm. when we decided to do this, I'm like not that excited about Soul to Squeeze, but the intro, the guitar tones and just the like the, the rhythm Dude, It's so good. Yeah. Here it is again, by the way. So when did the song come out? 93. Huh, weird. Oh, wait. This isn't off of Blood Sugar Sex Magic, is it? No. It's later on Californication, right? No, no. this is this is for the soundtrack. This is only on the soundtrack. Like it wasn't on a Red Hot Chili Peppers album on its own. I'm pretty sure this is on Californication. No, it's not. Really? Yeah. It might have been put on there on the CD or something. Uh Uh-uh. I own it. Do check real fast. Uh, This is not good radio to check the track list, but it is good radio to prove to Sam that I have a photographic memory of track lists from albums that I already own. So, oh, Scar Tissue. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah, I, I kind of, I was going to say, I bet you're thinking of Scar Tissue, yeah. but they do sound similar ish. Yeah. But I think this is better than Scar Tissue. Yeah, definitely. But people like Scar Tissue yeah. a lot. But I, I think this one's a little better. Mostly because um, the, the 
bass, the melody that the bass plays is so good. The boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah, it's good. I like the drums. Yeah. Um, I want to go. The chorus is good too. So it's a real sing along song, but it's not a party tune because it is slow. Um, let me see if I can hit the chorus just right here. Oh, Okay, listen Listen to this one thing at the very end of the lap, right before they go back to the verse. Just listen very closely. I didn't go back far enough. Right here. Did you hear that, that little? Yeah. At first, I thought that was the vocals. I told you I heard this at work, oh. and the speakers weren't as good. And uh, so I was listening to it and I was like, is that like a doubled vocal track that they forgot to cut out? Because I I feel like I'm slandering Anthony Kiedis when I say this. I've never seen them live Mm -hmm. except on TV. And Anthony Kiedis can at times be very bad. And, And his voice, he's not like a classically trained singer. Yeah. So like, but he does a lot of like long... Uh, uh, sort of like soothing notes, I guess. But that that's hard to hold tune all the time. You know, it's a lot easier to kind of sing things quickly that move around a lot. You won't notice when you're out of tune as much. And I was like, did they accidentally leave like a bad vocal take like right at the very end? And then when I listened really closely, I was like, oh, that's like the bass doing like like falling off the note. And oh, it's really? yeah, and it I think it sounds bad and. I mean, I love to overanalyze stuff, so here, here it is again. Just, oh, I gotta back up just a little bit. It took my Dude, that sounds like a guitar to me. It like, could, it, like it, the, the volume. Not, it actually like could be. In there. Check this out when you slow it down. Did you hear it that time? Just keep playing it. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, I mean. What? Play it, play it there. It's like a, a note, it lasts longer. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not talking about that. Oh. No, I'm talking about the thing that goes... You're talking about the... Yeah. No. Just the like the thing... It's unison with his voice. My good time. And like it's the bass or the guitar that's like... Like right as it goes into the... Uh, as it goes into the verse. It's just a weird... It's not even worth going over this much. I don't much. even know if I hear it, man. Well, hit us up on Twitter if you hear what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, it's... um, 
it's just sour to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they left it in there, um, but they did. You know, I guess that's kind of rock and roll. The, Dude, the reason so rock and roll, the bro. reason I like to listen to stuff like that is because I always the one of the big differences between like television, TV, <laughs> television, TV, television, and movies, and something like a a book or a audio recording is that I get the feeling that written word and recorded music they have the ability to really make sure that everything's right before they release it mm-hmm. you know um and so when you hear those hear or see mistakes that's more interesting to me than it is in a movie where it's like you know those things do happen but they're also dealing with like a million different yeah things at once whereas this is like you only have like 20 things to focus on at, at any given like point game in of the thrones they're leaving those coffee cups in there that's exact that's actually a really good example of what yeah. i'm talking about like people were really into that but like and that is a, a pretty like obvious one yeah but other things like small discontinuities in the movie like or, or a tv show like you'll see like a scene where a clock says a certain time and it'll switch back to a different character and then switch back to the other character and the uh, time will have gone by too uh, much, you know, stupid stuff like that. Um, but th- this is, this is different. Like what there are probably at most, at most 18 tracks going on there, you know, all Chad Smith drums, uh, a like, vocal track, a bass, yeah. a couple guitars, maybe, you just have to make sure those are all right. And mm-hmm. like they chose to leave that in for some reason, even though I think it sounds pretty sour, but who cares? The song's really good. And that's, that's the Ronnie and Connie love song is sold to squeeze. It's a good song, man. It is a good song. Um, so that, you know, there's a comedy of, you know, coincidences that occur. There's a dance where you hear this cover of slash and Michael Monroe doing magic carpet ride. If you don't remember it, it was a single, I think. But if you don't remember it, it sounded like this. I like to dream right between my sound machine. Well, I cloud of sound, I drift in the night. And it plays, it goes as right. Goes far, far near. Start away from here. You don't know what we can find. Why don't you come with me, little girl? What did you say? It's like Black Betty. It does sound like Black Betty. You like this song? It's okay. Really? I mean, I like the original way better. Dude, I was going to say. I, what I was going to say was if, if any of you bandies out there like this song, we can't be friends anymore. This song sucks. Dude, could you crank Is that too to harsh? It? Could you crank to it? You want me to crank it right now? Say that again. Who's singing? His name is Michael Monroe. He's from Hanoi Rocks, which no is a idea. Finnish rock band, mostly from the 80s. Which I sh- So I should like it because the Finns are my people. I, I'm, I am a, of Finnish descent. But I hate this. Um, I'm not a huge Slash fan anyway. I mean, Slash yeah. can play, but I don't love his guitar tone. And and Slash outside of Guns N' Roses has never been, like, um, super interesting to me. Yeah. But um, but just every decision they make 
with this, I think is real bad. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm trying to separate myself from the original. It's prob- probably just like a jam. They were probably just like trying to do it. It's the lead song on the soundtrack, though. I mean, you know, um, they probably just made it for like a scene, and maybe yeah. it just fits that scene. They did, but I I think usually on a soundtrack you kick off the soundtrack with like the one you feel is real strong, right? Uh, and certainly, Magic Carpet Ride is the most. I'm trying. I'm deciding if I need to stop myself. No, I think it's the most famous song on here. I don't even like the original that much. Like. Uh, maybe not, but Tainted Love is second, you yeah. know? So, like, they're they're kicking off with the strong ones. Um, So, Magic Carpet Ride, I don't love the original, but mm. it's a million times better than this. Um, And I respect them trying to do something different, but, like, the, the vocal lines he does, like the, close your eyes, girl, look inside, uh-huh. girl. Like, that's one of the better parts of the regular song. And in this, they just make it like a throwaway, like, close your eyes, girl. Oh, yeah, there's no, like, look inside, girl. You know, it's it sucks. Um, I, in the original, I like that, like, psychedelic jam yeah, part in the middle. that's what I mean. Dude, the first time I ever heard this song was that when I went to go play with Josh and Putin Bay. I never even heard it. I just, like, played it. Wait, the the... QFM 96 classic rock magic carpet ride you never heard before? Yeah, before playing. Dude, are you sure? Yeah. No, I mean, I may have, like, subconsciously heard it. Thank you. I was, like, never, I wouldn't know how to play it or be able to hum it. Sure, sure. Okay. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. But at least you said, like, subconsciously. My wife and I get in fights about this a lot. Like, not real fights. We don't fight about much, but, but. She'll say, I've never heard that song in my life. And it'll be like, I don't know, the Star Spangled Banner. You know, like <laughs> it's some song that you couldn't live in the United States yeah. and have never heard before. She'll be like, I've never heard that song in my life. I'd be like, really, never? She's like, I swear to God, I've never heard that song before. And I'm, Is it possible you just don't remember? No, I've never heard it before. Yeah. So anyway, she feels very strongly about the things she's heard and has not heard. I feel very strongly that Magic Carpet Ride by Michael Monroe and Slash is a POS. Do Thumb, not like. Thumbs down. Do not listen. Thumbs down to the ground yeah. for sure. I would probably give it a thumbs down. Yeah. Um, there's a Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. This is a classic, classic oldie. You know this jam. Who's this by? Morton Harkett. Had to look that up. I, know this one, just I like that snare. Bop, bop. You really don't know it? What about when it gets to this part? Of course you do. If it wasn't such a long, slow build, you could yeah. make this a great party song. Yeah. Let's um, make it a remix, dude. Uh, the band I was in before uh, we started, the Wet Bandits played this song. Really? Yeah. Was it fun? Yeah, it's kind of a fun song. Um, it's okay. Um, so that happened at the dance also. So like Magic Carpet Ride is when you get to the dance and you can see that there's a party and then that song is what plays when they're like slow dancing. Hmm. Ronnie and Connie, right? Um 
There is also an REM song in there. I um, saw that. It's a Free World Baby, which I think is also just for the soundtrack. It's kind of a neat tune. Love this song, but there's a lot of interesting stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. You know the guitar part that's dope, 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 uh-huh. dope, dope. Like there's a lot of interesting things happening in here. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't buy this soundtrack just for that song, but in this day and age, day and age of like, you know, you can buy a song. Right. On, you know what though? That's the thing about soundtracks. I think this is one of the songs that you have to buy the whole album to get this song. Hmm. You know that. They don't want you to just get the songs from the yeah. soundtrack. So, um, so yeah, I I did buy this whole album, Didge. Dude, nice. Yeah, yeah t- dude. You, it's like you don't know what kind of shitty world we live in. It's like you go and buy the songs, like and you see the cover, like, do I really have the right album? Yeah, right. You know, dude, you want like I want to own the physical CD, right? Yeah. So d- I was about to say, do you want to know what kind of shitty world we live in? You. You can't find this CD new. Oh, yeah. But you know what you can find? What? You can find it on fucking vinyl. Really? Yeah. Ain't that a crock of shit? A little bit. Does anyone really need the Conehead soundtrack on vinyl? I don't know, man. Vinyl's crazy. I know. I heard the new Teslas are going to be able to put, play vinyl. Oh, my God. This isn't a world I want to live in. Instead of carrying this. Thank God I'm fr- <laughs> Thank God I'll fit in Instead on... Instead of carrying this, let's carry around this. Yeah. Oh my! Thank God I'll fit in on Remulac as I leave the planet Earth yeah. and go to my new planet that where they still play CDs like sane people. But I don't know how true that is. I just heard it. Yeah. But I'm into that, dude. I'll carry my vinyl in a little briefcase, dude. That would be funny. That would be funny. Anyway, people from like years ago, they'd be like, "Um, I'm gonna skip the next song." The, these other ones, I don't know when they happen in the movie. Um, there's also one called Little Renee that's a little bit of a hip-hop song, just in case any you know people that weren't white went to see this movie. Go first, we get up, that's the natural high. Higher than some Pluto, plus we took off clean. Squeezing in the meat request six miles tunes. You could get just pit like a banana. Pete, roll one of my pants, leg up on punk side. Caps and wraps and snaps, we in the soup. Kevin in the county, I got serious love. 50,000 legs of black. I can't wait till we do a real 90s rap discography. That'd be cool. Because it's really going to teach us a lot, I think. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't have the ability to critique that really. The no. beat's okay. I'm not that interested in that song. Yeah. I don't know where it happened in the movie. I'm I'm done with it. Okay. Um, there, the song I skipped is a song called Fight the Power, but it's not by your, your, Flavor Flav and Public Enemy. This is a cover of that song by Bare Naked Ladies, which 
I am not like I'm not quick to judge on stuff like this, but in 2019, this feels like it. It just doesn't taste that good to me. I almost thought they were like trying to like rip off the chili peppers. Yeah. Like um. Some early chi- chili. You kind of listening? Here's what I think about this. I think it's the execution is fine. Like I can kind of listen to it. Uh-huh. Um, I think that if you read the lyrics, the fact that the bare naked ladies are doing it is a little gross. Yeah, and it's not just because they're white, uh-huh. you know. It's because I think the bare naked ladies, and maybe I'm wrong about this. You can be funny and still like have important things to say, and maybe I'm just totally misreading this. You know, we only listen to this CD for a, you know a few days before we have to think about what our you know how we really feel about some of these songs and you know with the browns playing yesterday i can tell you i didn't listen to this at all but that was just my way of saying maybe it was less than a week of listening to this but the the bare naked ladies are like all everything they do seems a little tongue-in-cheek like everything is supposed to be a little funny yeah, and yeah. so I just get this feeling that there are like a bunch of oh, shitheads yeah. who are like it wouldn't it be funny if we covered fight the power yeah and that that's when gross it's supposed to, me. to be like this yeah 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 and now bunch a lot of assholes of, right now there's a, a lot of the lyrics are about how we all have to come together and you know it's it's not divisive at all mm. but then there's the third verse is is like Elvis isn't my hero you know He's a racist or whatever. That, I mean, that I got there more quickly than Public Enemy did. But they, but then, here, I'm going to try to find it because Bare Naked Ladies t- take it a step further even. Part's kind of cool. Right, we're we're about to get to the third verse, I think. So. What's different there is that in the Public Enemy version, they just talk about Elvis, and he's like, "Elvis doesn't mean shit to me." Bottom line, he's he's racist, and these guys take it a step further because I think in the Public Enemy song they're like, "Elvis, you know, buddy, Elvis doesn't mean shit to me or whatever," mm-hmm. and so they take that and instead of saying Elvis, buddy, they don't mean, they take it and do a bunch of buddies after that, so like. Buddy Hackett, Buddy Ebsen, yeah. Buddy Rich, Nutty Buddy. And, like, they're making kind of a joke out of it. I mean, it's all, like, you know, straight-laced white guy. I mean, straight-laced is maybe the wrong way to say it. Um, but they're just, you know, white guys or whatever. You're average, famous white guys. And then they come around, and I, I looked up the lyrics, and I slowed it down. And they say, I'm racist. Like, 
bare naked ladies say I'm racist, which I think you could look at that today and be like, oh, they're being woke. Like they realize because they're white, like they're saying they're inherently racist, but like it is not, it is not sinking into the average listener if that's what they're trying to do. Like, yeah, I, I just know. think it's kind of gross. Yeah. I don't um, know. So anyway, uh, if, if you like fight the power, I mean, that's your prerogative, but if you're with me, you should be writing letters to your senator to dissolve bare naked ladies. As a <laughs> just kidding. Um, are they, are they still coming out with new music? I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about it, that, or do you just not care? Chimney Changa, the Chinese chicken? Yeah. Have a drumstick and your brain starts sticking. Is that, did I say that right? Close enough. I yeah. knew what you were getting at. I don't know. Um, fuck those guys. Yeah, I don't know. That's not, that's not, I don't like it. Not 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 a good look, I would say. Even if your intentions are good, not a good look. Dude, I I emailed this song to you today, and I was like, by the way, Hidden Gem. Do you agree? Totally. Here we go. Conehead love for all of you. Is there anything more 90s than this? This is like at the end. Of course it's at the end. <laughs> you know? That that's what's so nineties about it. Besides yeah. the fact that it's like just a nineties sounding song where you got like these big drums and all these electronic uh-huh. instruments. It is so nineties to make to have a movie and have the credits roll oh, with a song featuring the actors from the movie oh, singing really? about themselves. Uh-huh. You know? Don't want to hold my cone alone. That's what he's saying. This shitty ass song. You guys need to listen to this song. Dude, I would love to cover this song. Imagine us doing it. With the cone heads, you put on the cone heads for a song? Yeah, okay. Audience, (laughs) tell us what you think. I'll never understand this planet. The way these humans love to ram it. Dude, the music I don't hate. Yeah. Our home on Rangular. Yeah, that's true. My cone control has low resistance. Don't want to hold my cone alone. That sounds good. Yeah. You could do the backups, dude. Could never hold my con- Dude, you know that's my job, is to do the female backup vocals. Not today, though. Not with this illness. But, I mean, when, when this came on, when the movie was over, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe. I've never noticed till now how often that <laughs> happens. Like, Dan Aykroyd especially. Like, uh-huh. there's also this movie called Dragnet, which I think was 1988, actually. But it's the same idea. It's Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. It was based on a TV show. And at the very end, it's like Dan Aykroyd rapping about yeah. Dragnet, Dragnet, Dragnet. Like, and then Wayne's World, like, that was a little different because Wayne was, like, half a musician. But, mm-hmm. like, Wayne's World is... Mike Myers. But there's also other singers, kind of like in this one. There's other singers in the Wayne World, Wayne's World theme song. The other singers really are the leads, but like Mike Myers is in there just like yelling stuff. Yeah. Um, 
this it's so 90s dude, to do I never, this but never dude crossed my mind well yeah and think about it like what if fucking s- excuse me what if avengers endgame like chris evans gets on there on the mic and is like s- rapping about being C- captain america uh-huh. or whatever just like wrapped the story about like, what, what just happened hell? josh brolin gets on as like sad thanos and yeah. is like you know the universe belonged to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, why did people do this? Dude, I get every- that event. Everybody was having a good time, bro. I guess. Like, I get, okay, that was maybe a bad example because, like, Avengers isn't a out-and-out comedy and, yeah. like, Coneheads is, but I don't know. Think of a comedy from now, like... Uh, like Step Brothers? Yeah, like Step... Well, uh, it would kind of fit in with Step Brothers, wouldn't it? They don't have a song playing. No, they don't, but if they did, it could work. Yeah, definitely. But you know what it wouldn't be? It wouldn't be this, like, electro dance pop yeah. funk. Because it's, like, alien music. Yeah. You know? Well, no, yeah, I get what you're saying, but but what I'm saying is, like, all these 90s comedies would end this way. Oh, like this weird alternative? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Monster Squad. That was a movie from my youth as well. Oh. Um, Monster Squad, it didn't have Dan Aykroyd, and they weren't. But it was like the song was like Monster Squad, and it's like mm-hmm. it, it was the same like sound, like synth pop. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's funny to me. Dude, it's and awesome. Monster Squad not a comedy. I mean, there's funny parts, but yeah. Oh man. I wonder who wrote this song. I did. I didn't look it. I did look it up, but only to make sure that Dan Aykroyd actually wrote the lyrics. And oh yeah. Spoiler alert: He did. Um. So. Uh, you know, when we're done with an album, we always do cover cut and hidden gem. Um, absolutely, I would cover the Conehead song. Me too, bro. Yeah, I, I know, and that is knowing that Soul to Squeeze is on here. Yeah, <laughs> like I like Soul to Squeeze, and we could do it, and people would like it. But like, absolutely, I want to cover Conehead yeah. Love. Crank the bass for that song. Get the people dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Maybe we should do it, bro. Maybe we should like throw it in one of those dance and like put it in there. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're trying to put together like a dance set, just right after No Diggity, just like yeah. Conehead Love. <laughs> now we got a real banger for you guys. Yeah, they'd love that. Park Street Tavern. Yeah. Throw our Coneheads on. I mean, leave our Coneheads on. Take our take our take our hats off that our have been disguising our yeah. So we can show off our Coneheads. Yeah. Um, I would cut Magic Carpet Ride, the very first one, because it sucks. Yeah. I mean, there's other I mean, songs that suck, but at least they're, like, different. I really like that Indian song. That's probably my hidden gem. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I would go ahead and cut Magic Carpet Ride, too, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, my hidden Sorry gem slash. is also Conehead Love, because I emailed that to you today. And because Soul to Squeeze was a single, I can't choose it as a hidden gem, so. Yeah. Um, But... Let's be real. We're just doing this to do it. We're not, yeah. you know, th- it's not a it's a soundtrack. It's it that's always a hard one for us to do. Dude, what if someone came up to you like, "Dude, that is the soundtrack to my life." The Conehead soundtrack? Yeah. I'd probably like hug him and say I'm sorry. <laughs> what a horrible life. Dude, I might like download that Conehead song now. You See, should like well, if you make a just... playlist on Spotify, you could like throw that shit in there, and people are like, "What the hell is this?" Well, maybe we'll try to do that. Yeah, do I try? I we can talk about this off mic. Yeah, <laughs> about all the trouble I've bye. had. <laughs> Sam says bye. Next week 
we start Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, starting with the self-titled Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Dude, I'm excited to start that. I mean, really, I'm, I'm going to buy it for sure. Yeah, I bought it. It is um, pretty raw. Probably. It is real. Yeah, it's going to be raw. And, and I think the discography as a whole is going to have ups and downs, my yeah. friend. There's going to be a lot of diverse opinions, okay. album to album, I think. So anyway, that's what we'll do next. Hey, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review and follow us at Wet Bandits Band and do all the... We need a soundboard. A scratchy soundboard. You know what we haven't done yet that we meant to do today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't have a Craig's Crazy Question this week, but we do have a Seth's Silly Soliloquy? I don't know. I couldn't come up with that off the top of my head, but uh, uh, a friend of ours, listener Seth, he he was like, hey, if you don't have a Craig's crazy question, I've got this thing for you. He watched this commercial with Jeremy Renner. I don't know. You guys have probably seen this. Jeremy Renner has this commercial where his he is going to a gig. It's a Jeep commercial. And for some reason, he needs to take the Jeep, I don't know, cross country, and he puts these other people on his tour bus. And on the way to his gig, Jeremy Renner is listening to Jeremy Renner's band in the car on the way, which is kind of lame. If you guys didn't know, it's kind of like wearing your own band's t-shirt to your gig, listening to your own band in the car. So Seth's silly question was what musician listens to his own music in the car? Do we both know? We absolutely both know when we Uh, proposed the question, (laughs) it was like, Oh yeah, duh. Yeah. Should we like do just do three, two, one and say it? Yeah. Three, two, one. Richard, Richard Patrick, Patrick, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> because that's why that hashtag Richard Patrick started was yeah. because he was he clearly was... following his own hashtag of his name. And then he liked our photo. Yeah. But even though we were like trashing him. So, um, yeah, the answer is Richard Patrick listens to Filter That albums. guy, dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you about Richard Patrick. He is definitely listening to Filter albums in his Jeep yeah. to this day. <laughs> to this it day. He has like pimped out rims, and he's probably like wearing some weird ass shades, and he's probably like, dude, Filter's so good. Yeah. Um, I did think of a second one. I'd still join his band, though. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. For real. Even though he apparently doesn't pay dick, and that's why he's partly a shithead. Still join it. Yeah. Um, I thought of another one, though. Just, you know, because that one was so easy. I yeah. think another one might be uh, Fred Durst. Do you know who Fred Durst is? No. He was the singer for Limp Biscuit. Oh. And I'm not saying that he would because he, like, sucks or something, but I get the feeling that Fred Durst really liked being famous yeah. and really liked that Limp Biscuit was big. And they just, like, fell off the face of the earth. Uh-huh. And you think I kind of... He, like, sits at home in his chair and just, He's like, like, God, these were the good old days, yeah. man. Like, I did it all for the nookie. I was rearranged. I I ate the chocolate starfish, and I drank the hot dog-flavored water. Ew, dude. That was the name of one of their albums. Oh, That's really? why I said that. Yeah. I mean, that is disgusting that I said it that... Because that is what it's referenced. <laughs> <laughs> when I was... <laughs> I was an innocent child... And I was in high school when that came out, and I like didn't get it, uh-huh. but now I get it, you know. Get but that's wet. what Fred Durst. <laughs> get <laughs> wet. Oh, bye. Bye.